exclusive. The opinions expressed in Nerds on the Left do not necessarily reflect those of the B&E Podcast Network or any affiliated podcast. Enjoy the show. Okay, um, so yeah, I'm going to go watch Sabaton and Scalpar. That's going to be fun. So, but what are you doing before 7? You don't want to hang out before 7? I can, sure. Well, now I feel like I'm putting you out, you fucker. Well, you know, I see you a lot. Oh, do you now? It's like three times in two weeks. That's too much. That's too much friendship. We're not good. We're not there yet. Don't rush me. I'm very emotionally fragile. <laughs> Welcome to Nerds on the Left. Um, this is the second or third time we've done this. Second one that they're going to know about. Well, yeah, that first one was uh, was pretty bad. So we started recording our first tentative one. We didn't even know if it was going to ever come out or anything like that. It's just a practice. But we got, what, 40 minutes into recording it, and I noticed that we weren't recording anymore. So, yeah, just cuts right off yeah it's like 10 minutes in it cuts that entire i was like man this is going really well you know we're both funny and we got a little bit of chemistry and like this is gonna be awesome and then everything went to hell yeah like, and then i get to do nothing with all that Ooh, 10 minutes the worst i can't part do anything is, with it i have no idea what we were talking about so we couldn't recreate oh, the magic no, no there's no way at all like i even got all my notes and stuff and there's just no possible way nope, we're ever gonna re-record that into the ether yeah exactly and i feel like that happens a lot with ideas they just kind of like i write them down on a scrap of paper and then that piece of paper gets like thrown away by my wife or it just ends up being crumpled into the couch somewhere <laughs> so i never see it again I, I probably got billions of dollars worth of ideas just around the house like when i die i'm just gonna tell my kids just like just clean just clean you'll find you'll find things worth money out there to do a little spring cleaning you'll be a millionaire a billionaire billionaire you got that trump money (laughs) yeah (laughs) that alleged trump money yeah but no just billions of ideas are just stuffed in my couches and uh you know the the vacuum cleaner and you know probably garbage bins but you know whatever so how have you been sir how have you spent your vacation today was the first day oh yeah today was the first day so i did absolutely nothing i got up at like 11 30 I was like, you know what? Fuck pants. I'm not putting pants on today. Yeah. I'm going to act like I'm allergic to pants today. Uh, I play with the dog. It was a really disturbing sight, let me tell you. It, yeah. You're lucky I slid into something a little less comfortable before you got here. But, but you know, I just play with the animals. We went and gotten food, and we went to the comic book shop because I didn't get to go yesterday. Um, so what would you get? Oh, man. Okay, so I didn't – last week I missed out on getting Vision 11. Oh. Yeah, so – I was like, that's it. I, I, I got to stop. I can't collect Vision anymore because I missed an issue and I'm not going to go buy it. And then I caved and the people at the, the comic book shop were just like, hey, can we get you anything? I'm like, yeah, do you have, can you, can you give me Vision 11? And, and we they, can order it for you. Yeah, we can order it for you. That's what they always fucking say, no matter what. It's like, if you had ordered enough to begin with, I wouldn't have to wait another week to get this shit. But like, 
I could just go on Amazon, but I want to yeah. support the local books. I I do want to support my local comic book shop. At the same time, I also don't want to pay for shipping. Right. So it's a double win there. Get Prime, sir. It just it just it, it annoys me like because the local comic book shops that we have now are kind of corporate comic book shops. There's, a bit, I can see that. Yeah. So like all the people in there are super nice, but I feel like I'm buying things at Walmart. Like I in. I want to hate everyone who works there, <laughs> you know? And they're just like, do you have a box? I'm just like, no, I don't have a box. I don't want a box. Take your box and shove it. <laughs> like, I don't want that. But they always ask me it, and it's it's getting to the point where it's annoying. It's like, you see me every week. You know yeah. I don't have a box by yeah. now. You see my ugly mug every week, or you almost every week. You know me by week. name. <laughs> they do. They do, but they, they still, they're just like, hey, you want a box? You want a box? Hey, you got a box with us? It's like all the comics you buy every week, we'll just put them in a nice little box for you. <laughs> it's like, fuck you. I don't want to do that. I want to. What's wrong with going into a store, seeing something you want, looking at it, flipping through it, and buying it? Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's great for some people who have way more money than me, but I just buy like one or two issues. Like, it's not yeah. really even worth having a box. But what about you? Did you buy anything this last week? I did. I got quite a few. I got. Um... Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. I got Green Lanterns, which Jessica Cruz may be my favorite new character of the big two so far. It's a toss-up between her and Miss Marvel. I actually like both the new Green Lanterns. I do too, but Jessica Cruz kind of sparks something in me because I have issues with anxiety and the fact mm-hmm. that she has to overcome her own issue, her own anxiety just to make the Green Lantern ring work, yeah, it just kind of strikes a chord with me. Yeah, wasn't she like agoraphobic for a few years? Yeah, she left, couldn't leave her apartment for I think three years. Yeah, I, I like a lot of the, the the new rebirth stuff that's come out. Um, but yeah, I had Green Lanterns was pretty good. I, I haven't I haven't read it because I'm a more of a Marvel fan, right. so uh, it's usually, usually t- I'm like a week or two behind on DC stuff most of the time. I might get around to it, but so did you pick up the new Jessica Jones? I didn't. I didn't. Um, I do like the fact that they they used kind of the same art style for the cover yeah. as the old Alias series, but um, but no, I didn't pick it up. Did you pick it up? I did. Um, I do feel a because li- you love the show, right? I do. I did think you like Alias? I read a little bit about it, but uh-huh. that was before I started getting back into comics. Oh, okay. So it's one of those things where I need to go back and get the trades. Yeah, de- I would definitely go back. It's it's definitely worth it. Because Brian Michael Bendis has been one of my favorite writers for a while now and but you didn't read that i didn't uh because i've only really got back into comics in the last five or six years oh you jumped on the bandwagon mm-hmm. <laughs> but you like comics as a kid though yeah yeah okay but that's, and then adult that, shit happened and then that's old school 90s like zero hour rob liefeld kind of stuff oh or, yeah you know how jordan destroyed the universe and that sort of thing yeah, we're <laughs> peck sizes everything. Yeah, that and the number pouches. Of, of pouches exactly, and they all have to be on your legs for some reason. And it's totally okay to have a pouch just attached to one strap. That's yeah. it. Like that was like a big mainstay and, of like you know, Deadpool just muscular structure that would never ever work for a human skeleton. No, no, no. You would explode off your skeleton just from pure tension. Yeah, <laughs> like, like fucking just rubber bands. Or you know the bras on the women because Jesus. Uh, yeah, they were beach balls i don't i don't understand that 90s art style and then, like i lived through it i don't understand it and every woman's back was to the kit to the cover and they're 
tilted at a 90 degree angle. You should be crippled, ma'am. Yes. They still do some of that shit. With they the, do. What's his name? Is it Michael Cho? Who 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 got in a lot of hot water for the, the Spider Woman thing? Spider Woman yeah. cover, and then he he was uh he did some variants for Wonder Woman, and where like for some reason he decided in the art, which I mean he's an artist, I mean it's his thing, but um he had uh her skirt fly up and you could see her underwear for her, just I mean it's just a panty shot for no real reason. It's like wow, I guess we're reading manga now. Yeah yeah I mean it, it, a little too far. It wasn't needed. Um. And they cut them loose. They cut that artist loose. They were like, yeah, yeah, you don't have to do the rest of your contract. Don't worry about it. Well, I think he he only got three out of six done. And and they even edited the ones that came out. They shifted Wonder Woman so that her ass was like right off the cover. So it cut out the panty shot. Like, I actually think that was one of the, the, like Wonder Woman issue one or two. That's interesting. I think they're really trying to, expand their base because when you think comic book you think people like us stereotypical straight white male going to a comic book shop and probably they don't, overweight yep <laughs> just throwing that out there but that's not the average comic book person anymore i mean mm-hmm. things are evolving and if the people can't change with the times they get let go is just how it is that's something really hard for me to, to remember. Like, whenever I see something, I'm just like, crap. That's totally crap. That's going to be shit in theaters. I don't know why they're putting $100 billion into this or $100 million into this. And then it comes out and all the little kids go see it. And I'm like, oh, that's why. Because they like money. <laughs> and that's why, while I personally can't stand the Star Wars prequels, they did their job. They were not for the people who grew up on Star Wars. They were for those people's kids. I talk about this with a lot of people, and I used to hate Jar Jar, but after talking to younger people, I completely understand. I completely understand. People that were like 8 to 10 when they went and saw it loved that character. I was a little bit older when it came out, so... Thirteen? Like yeah, I was. I was a little older. And already was, a teenager, thinking we knew everything. Uh, exactly. I was like thirteen. I was like a yeah, little little pimp. Yeah. That was. No, I was. I was not a little pimp. But um. But yeah, like I I I I understand it now because they wanted money and I, if I remember correctly, they did okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think. I think they were still in the top. 10 to 15 grossing movies of all time until Harry Potter decided to rule the world. Oh, Harry Potter, yeah. <laughs> Wants to take up eight spots. Right. Yeah, everybody else on that list is Nine like... Nine soon when Fantastic Beasts yeah. comes out. Well, are we counting that? Is that is that going to be fully canon with the movies? Well, I mean, it's the wizarding world. They're trying their damnedest to tie it together. Yeah, and I know we're all over the place with this, but um, did you hear that they dropped... Uh, a little bit of a name from the books in this latest Fantastical Beast trailer. I did not enlighten yeah. me, sir. Grindelwald. Ooh. They said his name, so it looks like the. Uh, I don't have my notes in front of me for the for that movie, but uh, it looks to be set in like the forties or fifties. Right. So you may actually see a young Albus Dumbledore. That would be fun. That would I... be awesome. Oh, and and you know what? I was just complaining about like the prequels <laughs> where like. 
have you ever heard the the Pat Oswalt bit where he's just like, I want to go back in time and kill George Lucas in yeah. the late nineties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's just like, Oh, do you like Darth Vader? George Lucas asked. He's like, I love Darth Vader. I love the sword, the helmet. He's like, Well, I want to, you know, what about you want to see him as a little kid? He's like, I don't, I don't care yeah. about that. I don't want to see that at all. But at the same time, I'm fucking pumped about this. It's like I want to see Albus Dumbledore as like a twenty year old kid. Well, let's face it. At the time. A lot, a lot of people were pumped about seeing how Darth Vader came to be, and then we didn't realize he was going to be a, you know, whiny teenager. Yeah, and like he didn't, you didn't really even see Darth Vader come about. Like it was really just like, oh, you're a Jedi, you're an evil Jedi, you're an injured Jedi, you're Darth Vader. It was, it was very quick. Yeah. Like I don't know, I kind of felt like that was it was rushed. It was just kind of stuck in there, but, but um. But no, I would, I would, I'm pumped about seeing a young Albus. I am too. Yeah, that'd be and fun. If, if at some point during, because I imagine there's gonna be a trilogy of these of these beast movies, if at some point they could show that epic duel that happens between yeah. the two of them, oh my god! Like, listen, if they could spend the extra hundred million dollars just to do that scene right, I would they blow would, like little magical loads all over the place. They would make it back tenfold. If, if they heard, if my wife heard they were going to do that, we could hear her squee from the, in this room. <laughs> so she's a big, big Harry Potter fan. We made paper flowers from for our wedding, all out of Harry Potter books. I remember that. Oh, they were all Harry Potter books. Every last one of them. Holy shit! So, that, so that's why there were no Harry Potter books in this like area <laughs> for like two years after your yep. wedding. Yep, that's all us. Sorry. Because y'all are going on two years married now, yes. right? Yeah. I, uh, It'll be two years in March. I only say that because we also just recently went through <laughs> two years, so. It'll be three years in March. What? No, no, no don't worry about it. No, don't worry about it. She won't listen. Oh, she won't yeah, listen. right. He's just like, we got to edit this out. Don't turn your mic off again. Don't turn your mic off again. We're going to record everything. This is going to go on vinyl. Well, we are are listening to the erosion of my marriage as we speak. Fantastic. If you show up with bruises next week, I won't say anything. Two versus three, nerds with beers and opinions. A podcast on the B&E Network hosted by Cody O, Kyle Hodge, and Greg Moser. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and episodes available at iTunes, Stitcher, and <laughs> episodes available at the B and E Network. <laughs> episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, <laughs> and Gigglefans. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and bmoviesandebooks.com. Oh, so I had a, I had a, kind of a cool experience. Oh yeah. Um, my little brother, uh, he has a uh, new fiance, and she. Oh, so he gets to go through that pain now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's his turn. She's a, a vet tech. She loves animals. Absolutely loves animals. She found like a little baby squirrel, um, maybe just a few days old, um, and she's been bottle feeding it. <laughs> well, I finally got to visit. And I was like, yes, I get to play with a squirrel. This is going to be amazing. And guess what, Mike? Was it? It was fucking amazing. It was so good. It was so much fun. 
like I love animals, and playing with an animal that I don't normally get to play with was awesome. And it was great though because I kept being like, "Hey, um, whenever you guys decide to get rid of the squirrel, you call me. <laughs> you call me when you get rid of the squirrel." And I just kept, I just kept doing it, and I, you could tell I was getting into my little brother's skin, right? Because he really wants to keep the squirrel. <laughs> He's just like, "No, this is my friend. Its name is Dale, obviously." So they need so to find Chip. Now? They need to find a Chip. That's what I was saying. We were sitting there playing with it, and I, I just kept digging into it, just like, "Hey, you know, because." Um, his fiance is also pregnant with their first child, my first uh, niece. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But uh, I was like, hey, when the baby comes and, you know, she makes you choose between the baby and the squirrel, call me. I'll take that squirrel. It wasn't 10 minutes after we were gone that we get a text message saying, hey, if you want the squirrel, come get the squirrel. Aww. So I was just thinking like, oh, shit, I started some shit because I, I was saying all that. And then I left. And as soon as I left, I can totally see her turn into him and be like, hey, you're giving him that squirrel. Right? You were getting that squirrel out of our damn house before this baby comes. Unfortunately, they, they had to give the squirrel away. So, sad. It, 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 they, they dropped it off at like a, a wildlife refuge. So, Dale is going to be reintroduced to the wild. At least it's not as sad of an ending as I thought it was going to be. Well, it is sad for me because I really wanted it. But... When we actually sat down, Melissa and I, my wife and I, whenever we actually sat down, and she was like, you know what? I'm okay if you get a squirrel. Like, I think that's something our marriage can can stand. But let's do a little bit of research first. And I found out that the kind of squirrel that she had was going to live 20 years. Jeez. And I was like, I'm not ready for a 20-year, like, commitment to yeah. something like that. You might as well have a kid. And I'm not, I'm not doing that either. <laughs> Like, I, I can't imagine having a little squirrel for fucking 20 years. Like, I can't imagine it being able to survive two cats and a dog. Yeah, that, well, well, that was another issue, but, because, you know. Well, freckles won't hurt anything. But no. Although, you know, back when she was a stray, she straight up lived off the land. Like, she ate raccoons and squirrels and rabbits and anything else she could catch. So it could... Just trigger a flashback. Yeah, exactly. She's just like that one time that squirrel fucked with me. I'm gonna eat this squirrel. But but no, um, I don't know. I guess it's a happy ending because the squirrel is gonna end up being like reintegrated into the wild and shit. But I wanted it. Oh, I'm so sorry that you didn't get your squirrel, dude. I'm gonna get a squirrel now. I'm gonna go out of my way to find one and get one. I'm sure if you can catch one, there's some outside. Dude, we have so many squirrels in this neighborhood. And they destroy my yard. I must say, some of these big ones fight back. Be careful. Oh, really? Have you ever been attacked by an animal? Not and not a squirrel. I got kicked by a horse. That wasn't fun. Oh, shit. You know what? My, You said horse. And, it, it, and anything suddenly brings up, like, horse attacks, which apparently that's a thing, like, yeah. horse attacks. These things I, are vicious bastards. I, I, always, I always think of the story that my aunt told me about a horse attacking her. She was maybe, like... 11 12 she was just hitting puberty and and this is her words not mine she said my little breasts were getting bigger and the horse was like eating food out of her hand she did something to piss it off and it just grabbed her by her tit and shook her in the air like picked the little girl up and shook her by her chest jesus yeah i don't think that horse would have survived if i was her dad no, I'd have been throwing hands at that horse. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit if you can't defend yourself. Just 
Blazing Saddles a thing? No, I, I don't. I don't know. When shit like that happens, I just that's the price of dealing with something bigger than you. Yeah. I mean, like Jurassic Park. I totally understand that shit happening. I don't understand how Jurassic World would have happened afterwards, but whatever. That's a whole different thing. Man, dinosaurs are awesome. It doesn't matter. Like, uh, like it could just a thousand people a year could die from dinosaurs. I'd be like, that's worth it. Yeah. Having dinosaurs is worth the occasional. You know, people getting eaten. Nature trying to take everything back. Yeah. Speaking of that, and I know we're jumping around a lot. There's actually a house right down the road from uh, my wife's parents. And uh, after Hurricane Ike came through and did a bunch of damage, they abandoned it. They ended up, like, being upside down on it. Like, they owed more than it was definitely worth, right. especially damaged. They didn't have any money to fix it. So they just abandoned it. Today, that house is overtaken by the woods that were around it. It's really creepy. We drive past it every time. I'm just like, there's a house back there somewhere being eaten by this greenery. That's somewhere where you take like teenagers for Halloween. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh definitely. Oh definitely. I mean that that's that's where the cool party happens. Right. Is the abandoned house. And, and here I am as like an older person who as a younger person, I've been like, let's go party in that abandoned house. Like, no, there are snakes out there. Screw that. Snakes. I even went more mundane with it. I was just like, oh, no, those nails have tetanus. Right. Those nails have tetanus. Don't touch anything in an abandoned house because you're going to get tetanus. You Which, what the fuck help? is tetanus? I know you're not supposed to get it, but what is it? I have no idea. I'm going to WebMD tetanus shots It now. sounds scary. So you actually were telling me something that I didn't know. Um, I just found out, like, yesterday or the day before that they they finally settled on a name for the next Batman movie, the, the Ben Affleck solo Batman movie? Yeah, they were going to call it The Batman. Yeah, which is super original. Right. Uh, I like it. And I guess Ben Affleck walked that back and said, no, that's not what we're naming it. That's just a work in progress. Well, keep working on it <laughs> yeah. then, because The Batman is the worst thing that I can the, actually think the TV of. Show, the cartoon wasn't good. Let's just forget that ever existed. Yeah, I didn't like the art style either. And that was the one with the Joker had the dreadlocks, right? Is that what that... No, that Joker with the dreadlocks was Batman Beyond. Really? Yeah. Are you sure about that? No. <laughs> no, I'm not sure about anything. I mean, come on. Like, I, I leave wiggle room on, like, if I'm hungry or not. Like, if somebody asks, hey, are you hungry? It's like, ah, you know, I'm maybe. Was like, I can eat. But no, I mean, what a, what a bland name. Well, what do you really expect from... DC right now. Well, I mean, I the whole thing is going to be just washed out in grayscale anyway. No, come on. Like I, I think they got the the trailer for Justice League shows that they're working on it. They're working on the formula. Well, they just need to stop giving their editors speed because Suicide Squad, while it had potential, was a bit of a jumbled mess. Uh, I mean, more jumbled than this podcast today. Yeah, but we're not getting paid millions of dollars. That that's very yeah. true. Not yet. There you go. There you go. That's positive thinking for you. But um, but no, I actually I really like that movie. Like, yeah, it it had some flaws, but but overall, it was it was just a fun movie. It was, and honestly, I it was better than I expected it to be. But I did. I wish there was a little bit more character development. But with that big of a cast, I can kind of understand. It's just, it did, one thing it did really well is got me excited for a Harley Quinn movie that they're talking about. 
Oh yeah. Margot Robbie was brilliant in that movie. She was really good. I I could have I could have done for a little bit of a less sexualized version. Yeah. Like blatantly sexualized. Um but at the same time, yeah, she did a really good job with that character. Um man, yeah, I'm 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 excited to to read and hear more about the script that she's pinning for the Harley Quinn movie. Right. She's she's doing everything herself, right? She's for the most part, I mean, I think she's she's, she's got she, someone help write it. Well, she's at least co-writing, and I think she's executive producing. Probably, but something probably but like in name only. Like yeah. I don't, I don't know about her actually producing or directing. I don't, I don't know if she's got that kind of sway yet. I, I mean, mean, she's only been in a few things so far, right? And half of them with Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I'm excited about that the Harley Quinn movie though is all the the other characters that are said to be in it. I mean, she wants to bring in, like, um, shit Oracle and Poison Ivy. and I mean, it's a lot of women characters. I'm wondering which, how they're going to do Oracle if they really want to have Batgirl back in a wheelchair, which I would love that because I thought she was a much more interesting character as Oracle than she is as Batgirl. You know what? I don't know how I feel about that. Like... I mean, Part of me says, yeah, I do like her as a Oracle a lot, but she's also, whenever I think of Batgirl, like, I think of Barbara Gordon. Right, and I, I get that. I get how they would kind of want to walk it back because the way she became Oracle is kind of relatively controversial. Yeah. Uh, some people, the the whole um, killing, joke. killing joke, yeah, is controversial. I enjoy it. I did too. I um, like most of what Alan Well, right did. now, we don't even know if it's canon yeah. still, right? Like, Well, I mean... It could unless, have happened, could have not rebirth, happened. Unless Rebirth switched everything up again, it happened, but she got better somehow. All right, well, cool. Like, she turned me into a newt. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't understand that joke. I was going to roll with it, but what do you mean? Monty Python the Holy Grail, sir. Well, what? She's a witch. Burn her. She turned me into a newt. Well, I got better. Never. Uh, okay, no, see, you finished the whole bit. I remember the bit now. Ha, funny bit. Philistine. Yeah, I, dude, I like Bonnie Python a lot, but I have a horrible memory, especially for things that I like. Like, I'm surprised that I've, by osmosis, remembered most <laughs> of, like, comic book character names and a few artists and, and that kind of thing. But you said you picked up a few things this week? What else did you pick up? I did. I picked up Green Lanterns. I picked up Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. which was it? it was fun. I feel like I'm missing something. Because, spoiler, she comes right out of prison. Oh, really? It opens up with her coming out of prison? Yeah, and backstory. I was going to say, what year is it? It's supposed to be present year. Hmm. So she, I don't know how she got into prison. I don't know if they're going to talk about that later. Yeah, but I mean, they're fictioning it. Right. You're going to get the end first. <laughs> so they're ta- um, just a little backstory on the comic character, Jessica Jones. She's married to Luke Cage, and they have a kid. Yes. So immediately she comes out. There's no kid. I guess her marriage with Luke on, is on the rocks, and she goes back to doing uh, AKA. That's so weird. Like, <laughs> like I, ha- I don't know if I missed something where she went into jail. I have no context. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say, I feel like she's in the uh, Luke Cage and, and I'm sorry, what are, what are they calling it? Power Man and Iron Fist yeah. comic. 
she's in that and they i mean last time i read it they were doing fine yeah so i'm i'm a little lost there uh-huh. the writing is still very good yeah I, I dig the art style is it is it kind of the same as the previous series the alias series again i haven't read it i couldn't tell you oh damn it you need to read that I'll, you know what i'm gonna i'll get you those well I'll thank you, you i appreciate so you can, that so you can borrow them and then i read um the new john constantine that came out hellblazer and Doctor Strange, I guess I, it was a cult week for me. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I usually stay away from those for the most part. Like, I've read a lot of Hellblazer, but I'm not up to date. See, I, I'm i digging it so far. Um, I really enjoyed Justice League Dark from the New 52. Mm-hmm. It doesn't... And if John Constantine feels kind of the same as he was written there. Mm-hmm. He's just this wisecracking British asshole. Oh, my favorite. Yeah. I was really disappointed when the TV show got canceled. I thought Matt Ryan was spot on as Constantine. It, did it get one season or two? It got one. It only got one season. And then a uh, guest spot on Arrow. Oh, okay. Well, you know what's sad? It's like, I'm just about to complain that, oh, yeah, it totally should have gotten more seasons than that. I didn't watch. You know? I, I watched... I didn't watch all of them as they happened. I did watch all of them. I DVR'd it just because mm-hmm. it, it was on the death slot. It was like prime time on a friday oh so did you pick up the new flintstones by any chance i did not but i've heard good things well that's uh, because i've been talking to you about it you a have lot. you have been harping on me about this Dude, for quite a bit flintstones number four i finally got to read the first two. Oh, did you i did right before the episode where i, I gave you both you handed them, them to me and i was like, like hey you should read these do it now yeah and i enjoyed it i it's really interesting how they're taking these reboots of just slapstick cartoon characters and mm-hmm. putting real meaning behind it. Yeah. I mean, I would never have thought to look for social commentary in the Flintstones. No, no, no. And like what I really like about it is it's 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 social commentary over modern day issues but set in a prehistoric setting. I think it makes it a little bit easier for people to swallow who normally would read something like this and be like no, screw this. They're insulting me. See, to me, it's it's com- completely surreal, like, yeah. reading that comic. And I'm just like, oh, that's like, oh, wow, look how they did that. That's like amazing. The Lodge of the Water Buffalo is now a VFW. Yeah, exactly. And um, so it's written by a guy named Mark Russell. We're friends on Facebook because – and I know. And, and Mark is only friends with the coolest people. This uh, is the influential guy. Yeah, yeah. But – um. Written by Mark Russell, and uh, the art uh, is done by a guy named Steve Pugh, P-U-G-H. Sure. I want to know. I want to say that I know that name from some of his past stuff, but I can't think of any of it right now. But Mark Russell worked on the that the the Prez comic. Cool. I uh, did I you pick any of those up? It, I did it, not. It's like a the president is a twelve year old girl, and it, like it, it's another one of those really smart, witty books. I think a lot of us would long for that right now. <laughs> yeah, between the choices that we have. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But some of the past issues um, that were that were covered on the Flintstones, uh, consumerism, like a fad of just collecting stuff. And it was literally called crap. Yeah, they literally called it crap. Like, you need more crap. You don't have enough crap in your life. 
Um, they covered marriage in this latest issue, issue four, um, because they finally discovered marriage. Right. So it's kind of cool because they're already saying who can do it and who can't. Yeah. They introduced two new characters, Adam and Steve. Which was hilarious. Yes. They talk about veterans. Like you were saying, the v- VA is now the, what? what is it called? They called it the uh, something of, of veterans of prehistoric wars. Yes. And it used to be the, um, in the show, I think it was the Lodge of the Water Buffalo. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. That sounds exactly right. But no, but now they're all like foreign war veterans and they had to fight the tree people. Right. Yeah. And now I don't know if you noticed this, but they go to a school where their mascot is the tree people. It's like, wow, like hitting right on that red skin Indian like mascot controversy. It's so smart and it's so well done. And a lot of people on their first read through probably wouldn't even notice it. No, not at all. I mean, you got to like really... Well, you have to either be aware of what you're really reading. It's not just a Flintstones book. It's really a book about a modern family. Stop it. You're uncovering our liberal agenda. Yeah. And like uh, they go over religion. They just kind of chose random things. Just random appliances out. Let's worship this. We're worshiping a vacuum cleaner. Um, did you see there was a uh, like a set of Neanderthals who it, they didn't have concept of ownership exactly yeah. so they didn't understand money and they were like getting them to work for cheaper than the rest of the workers um, and actually there's a great quote in the first uh, book where one of the Neanderthals asked him why he wears a tie to work every day and he he goes um, I wear a tie to work every day because they tell you to dress for the job you want not the job you have how long have you been wearing that tie he goes 15 years like holy shit like how indicative is that of modern culture believe me i'm living that yeah are you i'm so sorry for you then well for now for now that's what education's for right that's right that's right you're still young you got plenty of time ish youngish dude i'm right there with you Flintstones is definitely a book that i would consider recommending to everyone and which is weird you know that and before that it was archie which Mm -hmm. took like a, a a modern take on an old classic it almost makes me want to pick up Scooby-Doo and see how that works. It's really good. Just FYI. <laughs> Scooby-Doo is really good. Uh, a lot of the So Hanna-Barbera was bought by DC, basically. Right. And DC took all of the Hanna-Barbera properties and modernized them for the most part. Uh, wacky Racers became Wacky Land Racers. Huh. Yeah. Scooby-Doo became a Scooby-Doo apocalypse where it's Scooby-Doo, but everyone in the world is kind of like zombies or monsters. So no old man in the amusement park anymore, huh? Scooby-Doo Apocalypse is kind of like Walking Dead. Like, that's what you should think of going into it. I'm not sure if I like that or not. Try it out. It's not for everybody. I definitely would say that. Wacky Land Racers is not good. for Like, I didn't enjoy it um, because it kind of did like a Mad Max mm. race kind of dystopian future I where everyone's you. kind of against each other. I mean, it... it it's kind of tropey. Somebody told me in the comic book shop today that Johnny Quest was actually their favorite of all those Hanna-Barbera remakes. Really? It's the only one I haven't given a chance yet. So I was like, shit, now I have to go back and get like four issues of Johnny Quest, which I'm going to feel like an idiot asking for Johnny Quest. Well, just ask the guy who told you that. And he'll be like, yeah, I'll grab you that. There, there's an idea. I'll ask the person who recommended it. It's like, yeah, I need all the back issues of that. So you can't judge me. You recommended this. Exactly. But Flintstones, great book. I would definitely read it, especially if you have any sort of 
love of social commentary or anthropology or politics. I mean, I would I would just pick it up. It's a great book, and and it's so full of visual gags, um, and it does a great job of expressing a joke or an idea that's really deep in a very few amount of words. Right, and you still get that somewhat tongue-in-cheek playfulness that you would get. Oh, it's great. With your tradition, you know, with the traditional Flintstones. Yeah, and it's super fresh. Right. In this latest issue, did you notice that the appliance, um, so Dino, the dog dinosaur, was playing with the family, and one of the appliances called him a traitor because he loved his captors. <laughs> so, like, it was showing Dino as, like, this Uncle Tom figure. He was like, oh, no, this is what I love. Like, I right? love being a slave to these people. Full of wordplay puns and, and those kind of visual gags. Like, I love that book. It's my favorite one. And I tell everybody about it, as, you, as you know. Praise. It, it kind of is. So, go out, pick that up. Pick out Prez. Um, I'm going to make sure you read the rest of Flintstones, because I know you're still like an issue or two short. A little bit, yeah. Any other comics you want to talk about this week? I've been reading... Uh, ex- is it Extraordinary X-Men? Or... Un- well, it depends. There's, What's there's the team? There's 50 different ones. Um, there are a few different ones, and it is very confusing. I mean, you have what Uncanny, Extraordinary, and now there's what Death of X? Yeah, which I, I don't know anything about that yet. I know nothing. I feel like Jon Snow. Yeah, I, I picked it up, but I didn't. I haven't read it yet. Neither have I. I read um, the new one with Magneto running it. Is that Uncanny? Honestly, I have Who no knows? clue. No clue. I mean, it's okay. It's an X-Men. It's an X-Men comic. They've really been letting me down lately with Marvel. Honestly, Marvel as a whole has been kind of hit or miss with me. I still really dig the new Guardians run. I I think Jessica Jones has potential. Oddly enough, both of those are Brian Michael Bendis. Mm -hmm. Go figure. (laughs) Um, I'm sensing a pattern. I've liked um, Doctor Strange so far, but... I like I like the kind of what occultish type stuff. That that's fun for me. That's kind of in my wheelhouse. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, that that fits well with me because I I usually don't like that stuff. <laughs> there's there's a few issues. I love Galactus, but for the most part, I don't like cosmic stuff. Yeah. But Galactus is my favorite character. I know how, how right. weird is that, right? You know, to each their own. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna. Most of most of that. Uh, Okay, you know what? That's actually a, I, I think I just realized w- what I actually like. I like the cosmic battles against cosmic beings, like the big stuff. I don't like like Guardians of the Galaxy where it's just I'm, we're in space, we're space yeah. pirates. Like I want Galactus to eat planets, and I want people to fight Galactus. Like that's what I want. Like I I like a lot of the Adam. Uh, no, not Adam. Str- no, it's not Adam Strange, is it? Adam Warlock. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm thinking gotcha. of Adam Warlock. Uh, but I, I really like that that little mini series that he was in recently, uh, Infinity Entity. But it shows him like having a massive amount of powers and taking out like Lord Chaos and Lord Order and like the Beyonder and all. And those, all those... are basically what the um, kind of the gods of Marvel. Basically, yeah. Um, I mean, there's uh, Infinity. Um, you know, like, all those big major characters. Right. But he fought all of them. And, like, that's the shit that I like. 
but I, I just, I don't like it where we're just in space and like I we all you. have guns and I mean, yeah, it's whatever to me. It, it, it doesn't really do like, I haven't read any of the new Venom since he went to space. See, he's actually on the Guardians. So oh, is he now? Yeah, he's on the Guardians and this is kind of a trip. Ben Grimm's on the Guardians, the thing. Yeah, because they, they got to stick him somewhere since F- Fantastic Four is disbanded. Yeah. And now the Guardians are back on Earth, and they're getting embroiled in the Civil War, which, honestly, I I don't care about. Civil War it did not grip me at all. No. Uh, at least not this one. I actually, I'm one of the few people that I think I really like the original Civil War. Um, I, I've heard lukewarm stuff from other people. I like the premise. You don't um, like the way they carried it out? Not especially. Civil War was all right, but it, it basically destroyed Spider-Man for me. Yeah, yeah, and they had to do some really like he weird had to make stuff. a literal deal with the devil. Yeah, and at that point you're just you're not even Spider-Man anymore if you're doing that. Yeah, it was definitely weird the way they had to get back to uh, normal. Yeah, but it's comics. If you don't like what's going on, wait a few issues. <laughs> yeah, like like weather in Texas. Yeah, I just saw like two days ago. Um, there's a sequel, which I knew there was going to be a sequel uh, for Outlast, uh, the horror, survival horror game. Right. I've, I've heard rumblings about it. Um, survival horror is not really my thing. Scared? Uh, a bit, yeah. I don't yeah. like things where I can't fight back. That's what a lot of survival horror is nowadays. Yeah. Like, they don't even give you weapons anymore. They're just like, no, it's survive. Yeah. And it's horror because shit's chasing you but you can't do anything about right, it right exactly but if, like, if you didn't play the original um it was actually a game where you had to make your way through a, an abandoned asylum uh, that wasn't quite as abandoned as you thought and most of it is through the night vision of your camcorder right and you have to go around trying to find batteries trying to find out what happened here is that basically and escape Obviously, Outlast. Yeah, you have to survive. But the sequel seems to be kind of in the same vein, where you use a camcorder to walk around in dimly lit areas where shit's just ready to pop out. Right, it seems a little, uh, a little bit more open this time. I will definitely agree with that. Like I was playing the demo a little bit earlier, um, so I can speak on it with some sort of intelligence today. Um, and it was don't get used to that, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't 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 get used to like research We'd, or anything prep like time that. Is not, no, no, we are not Batman here. I'm on vacation, so I had like an extra thirty minutes. But no, this one does seem a little bit more open than the the previous one. Um, a little bit less linear, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like because you were watching scared behind me. But you you heard how how like loud I screamed. Yeah, so it's, it, was it definitely hilarious. brings. Oh, fuck you. It, it was damn scary, like does a really good job of I did not think over. your voice could get that high pitched it was kind of fun <laughs> yeah I can get up there man I can sling D on that shit I got range but go off uh, Freddie Mercury <clears throat> no I can't I wouldn't compare myself to Eddie Mercury he's too good he's too great but it definitely carries that same vibe from the first game it's where you don't more, know what's gonna happen it's in a more r- rural setting yeah, like, um, think more like Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, or Texas Chainsaw Maskers, if yeah. you're from around here. Yeah, I mean, it was, the demo was short, and it was even shorter when I got scared and I quit. But 
but I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play it some more after the after we're done recording because it was it, definitely fun. I'm gonna buy it. Um, did you play the first one? Uh, briefly. Um, after getting murdered three or four times, it's like uh, I don't know if my heart can take this. I'm gonna yeah. I'll just uh watch somebody stream this. And you know what? That's actually kind of what Melissa and I did. We um a couple of Halloweens ago, um we didn't have any plans. And I just bought the game because there was like a Steam sale for a Halloween sale. Right. And I was like, hell yeah, I'll play this game for Halloween. So Melissa actually sat next to me, which she never does, and just watched me play the whole game. And we played it over the course of like two or three days. So how high did she jump? Uh, honestly, the both of us were screaming and throwing controllers <laughs> and like hugging and like it, we were a mess. Because that game is hella scary. And I just used hella like a young kid, and I'm very proud of myself. I'm uh, fighting fighting. That deserves aging. a golf clap, sir. Thank you. Thank if you, you say bay, I'm leaving, though. No, I would never do that. Uh, not at least, not unironically. Right? But, um, that no, one of the the better survival horror games I've ever played is that Outlast. A little, little, little short. But hopefully this one comes comes in at like the same like fifteen twenty dollar price tag. So when does so it makes it worth it? When does it actually drop? So it was supposed to come out before Halloween right. this year. Unfortunately, I guess they're doing polish. They're gonna push it back to next year. Well, I mean, I think I'm of two minds about this. I mean, when you say say you're going to hit a release date, hit the release date. But on the other hand, I want a good game. Yeah. And I think that trumps everything else. If you can get away with pushing it back and you can make a better game out of it, that doesn't bother me. Yeah. I'm I'm paraphrasing, um, but one of the Nintendo CEOs says if you put out a a bad game, it's a bad game forever. But if you um, put a game late, it'll be late, but it'll be a good game forever. Exactly. Yes. And I could have butchered that. But, but it gets um, the point across. Yeah, exactly. I think that was like the founder of, of or the creator of, of Mario. Oh, um, Miyamoto. Yes, thank you. I was I was like searching my my very tiny little brain for that for that name. Well, he kind of you know built my childhood. So oh, <laughs> oh Outlast Two is made by Red Barrels. We should say that part, so they can send us free shit. Hint, Red hint. Barrels send us Outlast Two so that we can get Mike to play it on stream. And yeah, would, would you do it if they send it to us for free? Yeah, if I, even it. if I buy it, would you would you do a video of you playing it? Um, do I have to do it sober? No, but you do have to be sober enough to, to be, play it. Yeah, exactly. I don't need you pass that on a keyboard. That's not entertaining. Hey, this is Craig Wade and Brian Allen Delaney from B-Movies and Ebooks, a podcast about cult and horror films and genre fiction. You can catch new episodes on iTunes and Stitcher every Wednesday. B-Movies and Ebooks. We bleed fiction. Um, did you watch the VP debates this last week? I did. Um, I thought that Pence was very calm. So Harry, before, pop- before we get get into it, this was... Mike Pence is the vice presidential candidate for, for the Republicans and then, for Trump. And then Tim Kaine is the vice presidential candidate for the Democrats and Hillary and Clinton. Clinton. Yes. 
Um, and they had their debate, what, like Wednesday? Sunday. 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 Was it Sunday? Yeah. No, no, no. That sounds right. Yeah, they had a Sunday because we had a watch party at the at the headquarters. That's right. Um, yeah, my wife is actually very deeply now now. Um, my wife is actually deeply involved in like the Houston area um, Democrats, and we actually have a headquarters for our local club um, where we're going to register voters and do that kind of stuff. But we had a watch party for um the vp debates we had one for the first debates and then we're gonna have we're gonna have one for each debate right then the next debate is n- is this this sunday this sunday mm-hmm. but no the vp debate was it was okay uh, it like, seemed I, like it's hard to get really excited about it yes but i was i follow this uh sci-fi author john scalzi on twitter mm-hmm. i think he summed it up best the people who thought Kane won are supporting Hillary for 2016. Mm-hmm. The people who thought Pence won are supporting Pence for 2020. He, you did get that impression that he wasn't necessarily there to make Trump look good. He was there to make himself look presidential. Right. And you know what? Mission accomplished. He did. I, and I he didn't even try to Rook, defend. Who do you th- I was going to say, who do you think actually won the debate? Because we still got to wait on official polls for a couple right. of days. Um, I think... A lot of people are going to think Pence won just because he was very calm, demeanor, in control. Yeah, Kane was kind of nervous. Yeah, I don't think he he is comfortable with the attack dog role that he's been put in. Yeah, and, and that's mean, like, definitely what he's been put in. I mean, he's basically, the Clinton f- campaign wants him to be Hillary's Joe Biden. Joe Biden went after people. And he was good at it. He was fu- he, and I think he was comfortable with that role. Kane seems like the all shucks guy that just wants everybody to get along. And when he's forced to really go on the attack, it feels like he's almost overselling it. See, I just I just think that he he had so much shit to drop about Trump that he came off as overbearing yeah i mean i can see that definitely and anxious because he had a whole lot of stuff to get through he did and and like if you really sat down and watched it it seemed every time kane spoke he would say something that trump said then pence would say no he didn't say that and and it, it just and then that was as deep as the defense went yeah he didn't he didn't actually comment on any of Kane's criticisms you know um because again i think it was a strategic move yeah i think they want they're trying to get people to forget the crazy shit that trump says and they think see there's an adult in the room so if we can get behind trump He's charismatic. He can, might be able to beat Hillary. And then Pence will steer him in the right direction. At least that's what they're hoping. And I don't know why none of his campaign managers have been able to do that. I don't know. Like, as soon as the I, debates were over, I was seeing things saying Republicans want to switch the ticket. They want, they want to put Pence for president and Trump as vice president. I could definitely see that, yeah. Um, but they're stuck. That's who they voted for. They've put this this mess. Yeah, they've on created us. this. Um, 
but I, I completely agree with you. I think that that Clinton sent Kane out there with an agenda, and the agenda was to remind people that Trump is an asshat. I do too. But the thing is, I don't know if he needed to do it quite so hard. If he would have just debated normally policy, Trump's going to say something stupid in about ten minutes later anyway. So. You don't need somebody else to make Trump look bad. He'll do that on his own. Well, I feel like if if, if Kane had actually gone up there and said, let's talk policy only, he would have lost worse than he did. Yeah, he does not seem like a natural debater. Well, I, I think Pence would have come across as even more presidential talking about issues rather than trying to defend, you know, his messiah figure in right. Trump. I mean, like, because Trump is any reasonable person can read something that trump has said and said oh that man has no business being around nuclear codes whatsoever like he doesn't need need to be president he needs to be supervised when he's handling sharp objects yeah i mean he needs he needs to eat with a spoon the rest of his life but i feel like that's what kane was there to do kane was there to get pence worked up a little bit see if he could get any good sound bites for ads because the very next day, exactly what I was talking about, there were ads for, from from the Hillary camp showing Kane saying Trump said something crazy, Pence saying no he didn't, and then cut to the footage of Trump saying said crazy thing. Or the one gaffe, I guess you could call it for Pence, was that Mexican thing. Oh my god. I didn't even realize that was a thing until the next day. And I think that was the one thing that the Hillary campaign could grasp onto. Yeah. That was a legitimate mistake. Well, everything so, else he he deflected very well. I think Well, that's all he did though. He just deflected or pivoted. Right, but I really feel bad saying this about the majority of the American people. <laughs> Sometimes what you say isn't as important as the way you say it. Mm -hmm. And he seemed, you know, very calm, very dignified. And the people who, I don't think he swayed anybody to his cause at all, but I think the people who are already leaning that way feel a little more comfortable knowing that there's at least going to be a an adult in the room. Yeah. The crazy shit that Trump has said. He kept hitting on all the crazy shit that Trump has said you know, in the, the past. The racist dog whistling that's no longer a dog whistle is a fucking megaphone. Yeah, there is that, yeah. But but Pence didn't bother to defend any of that shit. He just said, oh, no, that didn't happen. But then Kane kept bringing it up. And then Pence was like, you kept, you keep bringing up that Mexican thing. Yeah. And Twitter ran Blew with that. Up. Ran with a Mexican thing. And did you even notice that... Um, that Mexican thing dot com got picked up. I didn't, and it is redirecting to Hillary's website that is now. Fantastic. So you kind of assume that somebody on the Hillary camp bought it. Yeah. Nope. They tracked it down. Some guy in like Iowa, like the Midwest <laughs> somewhere, and he was like, "Yeah, I just bought it and just I, for just, fun." Yeah, I just redirected it to the Clinton website for fun. He's like, just because Trump is too dangerous to become president, and that's crazy. I mean, in the middle of the Midwest, they're saying that mm -hmm. there are. You know, conservative Republicans that are strongly considering voting for Hillary just because of how unhinged Trump is. Yeah, and that's really saying something. Like, I, I it's like he is actually the one being able to 
put aside party politics and their hatred of him. Yeah, and like it's really hard for me sometimes because I'm very, very liberal. I'm very progressive. Um, so it's kind of hard for me to separate good Republicans from evil people right. who masquerade as Republicans or Tea Party members. So like I try not to paint them all with the same brush. I try really hard. But sometimes with the decisions they make, I, I can't help it. Like I have I had a little bit of respect for, for Speaker of the House Paul Ryan until he, he endorsed over. Trump. Well and the same thing with I didn't have a, maybe a modicum of respect for Ted Cruz and mm -hmm. then he starts stomping for Trump and like the man called your wife a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Are like, you how really do you do that? that like, to me, someone calls my wife a dog, we're getting into a fight. Yeah. And no, he's he's going around the country talking good about Trump now. It just blows my mind. And this is a little off topic, but I guarantee you, the second Hillary wins, the Republican Congress is going to approve Merrick Garland for Supreme Court. Why? Because they, they're going to think Hillary That's is going to... That's as conservative as we're going to get. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, what would be great is if she was just like, no, you had your chance. And then that's probably what's going to happen. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg will probably retire at some point in the next eight years. And then she'll have her choice of two, maybe three. Um, I don't know who else is getting up there in age, but. Right. Um, how old is Clarence Thomas? I, I'm really not sure, man. I mean, but he, he he's he's a Republican. He wouldn't retire underneath a, a Democratic president. No, he would have president. to be like Scully and die. <laughs> well, I'm not going to wish death upon anyone, no. but I, no, it would I be great don't. to have a more progressive uh, Supreme Court. Well, it'd be great to have a more progressive, you know, candidate for president too. But we can't have everything. Oh, okay, that was some dirty shade. So, um, I I will say, I was, I'm still. A Bernie supporter. I don't think she's progressive enough, mm -hmm. but I am not stupid enough to throw my vote away because something's only going to get incrementally better instead of what I wanted. Yeah, because and, I'm and a that's fucking a good adult. argument, and and it's totally okay to still appreciate Bernie and like the Bernie movement for the things they did. Well, I felt he pushed her campaign further to the left. I, I do too, and I feel like that's. I mean, I think I think I, I was saying that like when he was first announcing, I was like, he's gonna pull her to the left, but she's still gonna get it. Yeah. But that's all I want out of him. Like that's my expectation. Is I want. I mean, it would be great if he could have gone further than he did. But the fact that he even pulled her to be more progressive, she's more hard about the fifteen dollars an hour for the minimum wage. Um, I mean, like, th there's a few things that she's picked up from him. Well, that and her college plan, for instance. Yeah, yeah. That she never said anything about that until Bernie mm -hmm. started pushing her on it. Yeah, and then it became a, a part of the, the Democratic platform. Right. So, I mean, that that's wonderful. And I think Bernie would have had an impact as president. I think he would have more impact if the people who supported and followed him follow through. Mm -hmm. You know, beyond this election and into you know the congressional elections, local elections, because while president being the president is obviously the most prominent position, they don't make laws. Mm -hmm. So 
to and when he's in that position you basically you would have to compromise so i think he is almost better off now that i'm really taking a step back and thinking about it as the outsider as the agitator that could move the entire party to the left instead Mm of trying to do to um run through his agenda by himself through you know say executive orders well i'm just gonna i'm very interested to see where the movement goes and if i really hope it doesn't die because i see there's still a good bit of anger mm-hmm. toward you know for my from my fellow bernie supporters um some of them are threatening to vote Johnson or Stein, which I don't understand why they would vote Johnson. Because no, his social, Johnson. His social policies somewhat line up, but fiscally, no. He wants no. to cut education. Uh-huh. He wants to cut health care. He wants to, I think they don't mind if he cuts defense, but. Well, when you say cut, I mean, yes, he does want to cut those things, but he wants to get rid of the entire department of, of education. education. Yes. You know, like, that's a big deal. Like, that's something to me is disqualifying. Yeah. Like, I I enjoy those big programs. Like, more so than not knowing where Aleppo is. It's like, no, you don't want anyone to know where Aleppo is because you're trying to kill our teachers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there's definitely a few things that are scary about him. Jill Stein, um, there's a few things that throw up flags for me. Like, there's the whole, like, is she or isn't she supporting uh, vaccines or is she right. an anti-vaxxer? Um, and I am pro-science. Yeah, as am I. Like, anytime science says this way is good until we discover a better way, okay, let's do that then. And that's the thing about science. It's not beholden to some sort of dogma. If they no. find something better, they go with the better thing. Yeah, and then, and then everyone from that point forward will have the better thing. Exactly. But um, <laughs> speaking of um, – this is we're going to spread out a little bit more into world news. Did you see what happened in Poland? Yes, they uh, they banned abortion. Did they not? Uh, yeah, they uh, they already had one of the tightest abortion bans in Europe, um, but this newest one was even going to make uh, abortions in the case of incest or rape illegal. That is insane. Yes, so it was a very close to total abortion ban. Um, I can't remember the the reason that you can have an abortion, but it was very, very specific. Um, I'm assuming very, very early. You know what? Honestly, I didn't even see a time. I, I think it was in the, it was just a one very specific thing. But uh, it was set to pass. Um, the this Polish law was set to pass, and then a hundred thousand women clogged the streets. And I saw a picture of it. Um, from up above and it was just umbrellas and it covered like three or four streets like blocks um but this was a bill that even the catholic church uh pulled their support from wow yes because that's how crazy it became uh because at some point they wanted to put in jail time for women who have abortions yeah that's Sounds like something out of Donald Trump's wet dream. So let me read you this quick thing. This is from the BBC uh, website. Um, This is what would change underneath the new law. Uh, Abortion is already largely banned in Poland. The only exceptions are a severe and irreversible damage to the fetus, uh, a serious threat to the mother's health, 
or if the pregnancy is the result of rape or incest. So already, that's super tight. Right. Um, abortion uh, law. And then it says the Stop Abortion Campaign group wanted to ban extended... Uh, wanted to ban extended to cases of rape and incest. So basically, they wanted to get rid of that other part. So you would only have irreversible damage to the fetus or serious threat to the mother's health. Um, so... If a woman got raped and was impregnated, they would have to carry the rapist child to term? Yes. Even if that rapist was their father. Jesus. Yeah. Or her uncle. I, I, uh, I, I know. It's, it's unbelievable to think that a modern country. It's 2016. This yes. Is, this isn't the Middle East. It's Poland. Yeah. You would think they would have had enough of. And discrimination in its time. Oh, let me finish this. So the end part of the last little paragraph, doctors already risk punishment if they carry out an illegal termination, but the tighter proposals would have made abortion punishable with a five-year prison term. They would have put the doctor, if I'm reading this correctly, they would have put the doctor in jail for five years for performing an illegal procedure. And we got to remember, a lot of times an abortion is just a pill. Yeah. I mean, if, if you caught the pregnancy early enough, I mean, whether that, you know, father be your uncle or a rapist or whoever, if you caught the, the, the pregnancy early enough, you just take a pill. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they have to go in there and cut apart the baby like some Republicans think. Uh, it's literally a pill. And I'm... This is a modern country in 2016, Poland. Well, I mean... Trump has said the same thing with a lot of this. So it's not just Poland. There are rumblings about that in a lot of places. Uh, I think I just feel like it's an issue that can be done with now. We can be done with it. We should have been done with it before we were born. <laughs> yeah, back in the 60s. Um, but yeah, I, no, I agree with that. But but it's just it's just one of those things that's always going to rear its ugly head. It is. I mean, most of it is just because of religion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I get, I can almost see where they're coming from, you know, every life is sacred and whatnot, except the same people that usually say, you know, a, a, a baby's life is sacred, once they're born, they don't want to help pay for it. Yeah, they think that it's, it's an entitlement system is set up for this baby yeah. that was so important to them five seconds ago. Right, it's just a... Uh, and George Carlin said, you know, if you're pre-born, you're fine. If you're pre-K, you're fucked. <laughs> That's good. I love George Carlin. I um, miss him. He would have had a field day with this. Oh, man. I would give almost anything up to hear his commentary on, the, like, Presidential the modern Presidential nominated Donald yeah. Trump. Man. It's, it'd be so good. But honestly, like, if you think about what he thought... He would have thought that everything was everything was bad and everything was getting worse, and yeah. that was what they wanted the whole time. Yeah, he was just, you know the establishment wanted everyone to be unhappy and everyone to be at their each other's throats. And, and mission accomplished. Yeah, for the most part. See, we we throw barbs at Donald Trump because we think he's legitimately a threat to our country. He's offensive but as a person. We didn't say anything bad about Mike Pence. We're trying to keep it as civil as we possibly yes. can on this show. But at a certain point you have to call, you know, 
the truth isn't always going to be fuzzy. Donald Trump is a fucking madman. Yes, I completely agree. And that's one of the reasons, like, I, I do want to try and keep it. I, I don't want to, I don't want this podcast to become anti-Republican. No. What I want is it to be for reason and logic and justice. We're not anti-Republican. We're pro-truth. There you go. The pro-truth podcast. I like it. Um, we, we may run with something like that, but we need to wrap this up. We're, we've gone on long enough, but do you have any uh, wise words you want to wrap the podcast up with? Um, again, and I think we'll probably be saying this until November and probably beyond, you guys have got to get informed and you guys have got to vote. It's the only way anything is going to change. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna you let, know what? I'm going to let you end it on that then because those are some wise words and, and – they're words that more people need to hear. All right. So with those wise words, we're going to sign off for Nerds on the Left. Uh, you can follow us at Nerds on the Left on Twitter or Facebook.com slash Nerds on the Left. Um, so with that, I'll see you next time. My name is Rodney. I'm Mike. See ya. Later. The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network. Brought to you by BMovies and ebooks.com. Yeah.